I saw a wave, a dark wave, come over our nation. And it's not just the election, of course. But this program is going to be all in the name Rigged. Because when I and we formed Rigged, it was because of the financial system. But Rigged is now becoming common in America. It's all rigged. Today we're going to discuss uh, what happened at the World Health Assembly a couple weeks ago. And this is a really big deal. It's going to kind of tie into last week uh, about the bail-ins and how your money's not safe in the banks or brokerages. And it's really important. If you had not heard that program, please go back and listen to that program it, that is very, very, very important for you to understand the rules, because at the end of the day, it is about the rules. If you understand what bail-ins mean, you're just an unsecured creditor and your stuff's not safe in a safe deposit box. You got to know that one, too. They can take that at any time. So what happened a couple of weeks ago uh, was at the WHO, the World Health Organization. It was the World Health Assembly. And the World Health Organization is basically attempting a power grab, quietly setting up a single globalized response to all future pandemics. Now, that's what they're telling you. Oh, no, 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 no. There's nothing to be concerned about. This is just about having an understanding on how to respond to a pandemic. The deep state predators in the United States and Western governments have decided that the world needs a centralized pandemic response controlled and run by the United Nations World Health Organization. And they want to do it through an international treaty. And you have to know international treaties supersede our constitutional rights. That's what makes this scary. Now, they, they're calling this an urgent call for an international pandemic treaty and why it's important. See, these globalist elites will use crises to bring about the world government. And you people think it's conspiracy when we say one world government. That's just not true. They definitely want that. And by doing this, it opens up that door. This is a catastrophe to massive changes that people would otherwise never accept. But they're going to sneak it in based on we're here to protect you from any type of virus, whether it be a biological weapon or not. Even more pressing than the treaty itself is something almost no one is paying attention to in the United States political, religious, which that amazes me, where's your discernment, or media circles. And that involves a set of amendments that literally will set the parameters and define the scope of the proposed new global health treaty. The U.S. government has submitted 13 amendments it would like to see put into the treaty. And these amendments are seen as sovereignty killers. That's the people in charge of our government right now. These are card-carrying communists, folks. You just have to get used to that one. They're serious about it. Now, the kick on this is... They want the whole goal. Now, they say it's all about the pandemic. They say it's about responding and just courting response. That's just not true. The major meat of this treaty was, number one, to give the World Health Organization total control over all nations and dictate to those nations what they can and cannot do or should do. And believe me, it's going to the vaccine passport. 
or the chip in the hand, as, as you could say. But the bigger component of it, the biggest meat of it, was they want to get the world on a digital ID system and digital money. You probably heard the, the, the phrase, a central bank digital currency. Now, that may sound like no big deal, but a digital ID system with digital money is a slave state. The digital ID system is a QR code for now. And that QR code in the future probably will be a tattoo on your hand. But they, in Sweden and England, are using like a grain of rice, kind of like a nanoparticle, but it's a grain of rice and it's it's technology, it's a chip, and it goes in your hand and you can scan it and it'll give your vaccination status. But more than that, it gives your bank account information. You can buy and sell with it. It gives your social media profile. It does it all. Whatever you decide or they decide that they need to know will be in that chip, that microchip. That's the digital ID. They want the whole world chipped. I don't know about you, but that sounds like the mark of the beast to me. Can't buy or sell with it, and you don't think so. That happened in Germany. During the pandemic, Germany wouldn't let people even go to the grocery store unless they could prove they had the vaccine with the vaccine passport. They want to go to digital money. Well, here's the problem when you go to digital money. It won't just be digital. Many people think, oh, that's great. You know, we could use our cell phone, just scan it, boom, done. I don't have to worry about losing anything. I don't have to worry about robbery, you know, that except for hacking and, you know, losing your phone and we can go on and more on. And, you know, it's just ridiculous arguments, but it will be centralized, this digital money. And here's the big one. It will be programmable. Don't confuse it with Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies. The only thing it will share in common with other cryptocurrencies is that they're all on blockchain technology Blockchain means that everything you do is time-stamped. It's time-stamped to the time of day, the date, where you are, who, who it is with. Every single transaction you have is in the system, and they will track it and put it into a major database and have profiles with you. So what do you think it means to be programmable money? This means that the central banks will have literally complete control over your money and will be able to program it so that it can only be spent on certain things or in certain places. For example, have you purchased too many guns or too much ammunition over the past month? Maybe you indulge in too much frivolous travel. Of course, they're going to tell you what you can and cannot do for traveling and blew through too much gasoline. The government could easily have your money reprogrammed to limit future purchases of such taboo items. The possibilities are endless. Can you imagine the political persecution? So what's the bottom line? Once we get digital programmable money, where and how you will be allowed, think of that word, allowed To spend your money will depend on your social credit score. This money is going to be linked to everyone's personal digital identity, hence the chip in the hand. The digital ID marks the other pillar of the new digital economy 
that they haven't really told you about yet. It's kind of like, you know, whoops, sorry, we forgot to mention that one. But if you read their documents at the World Economic Forum, you know it's coming. And the key is, is the social credit score. And what that means, if you just study the social credit score in China, it means that everything you do is monitored. So if you're not a good citizen, if you don't cheer enough during a certain event, you get your credit score dinged. Like we have credit scores now. Let's say you have a 780 and you don't cheer at the event. Ding, you get 770. Let's say you you jaywalk and don't use the crosswalk. Ding, you're down to 750. Anything you do that the government deems inappropriate behavior, I mean, think of how evil this is. Who are they? You know what I mean? Who are they? Who's anybody to tell anybody what to do? That blows me away. We're sovereign free people, and that's what they hate. In China, it gets so bad that if your credit score, your social credit score drops to a certain total, certain point, it'll actually ring on your cell phone a certain ringer so everyone around knows, oh, you're one of those. And two, you will not be able to use trains or airplanes. They restrict your movement. If you become a social non-compliant They track that not just because China has more cameras than any country in the world. So they're obviously monitoring all these people through face ID. They also in China, to get on your cell phone, you must use facial recognition. So then they know it's actually you on your cell phone. So you can't say, oh, that wasn't me. I didn't go look that up. So depending on what you're looking up on the Internet, depending on what you're researching, who your friends are, where you go, what you do. I mean, it's endless possibility of how they analyze your your social worthiness. Then they dictate how you can and cannot do. Think of that. This is really bad. Now, you don't think it's going to happen here in the United States. They're already testing the boundaries. As you notice, Sloppy Joe has already done three times using the Defense Production Act. They call it like an emergency. How does he put that? It's a it's an emergency something emergency act defense production act but it's all about emergencies. And what what they're doing they did it first with the baby formula. And the the baby formula I thought was interesting because you know I well this is just my theory is that all this was done on purpose. But then they go defense production act to to take over free enterprise and force them into it's a war powers act is what it is it's an emergency war powers act so they can take over the production of baby formula then he just declared sloppy joe declared that there was a climate emergency and he did he took did the defense production act again an emergency war powers act to go into solar panels and other Green New Deal type of ideas. And then just recently, a handful of days, Sloppy Joe came out and said that he was going to use the War Powers Act to attack and take over oil companies because gas prices are too high. And the gas prices are too high because they created the problem. You see, these are problems that the government created. Now, people may not believe that, but you're just being naive. They created the problem. They're creating a problem and then they're, they're using emergency war powers acts 
Defense Production Act to then solve the problem. But what you don't realize is that by instituting a Defense Production Act, Emergency War Powers Act, they suspend the Constitution. Suspend it. Gone. You don't have rights under those acts. They are just flagrantly suspending constitutional rights because of whatever they declare an emergency. You give them a blank check on what is an emergency. You have people like in California and some of these blue states that are already saying, well, this is an emergency, that's an emergency, and they're using emergency powers to override the Bill of Rights, override constitutional rights, and override the rule of law. That is so unbelievably dangerous. That is dictatorship. That is fascism and totalitarianism at the highest level. That is not what the Constitution is about. Only Congress has a right to make law, and we're about to see that come out of the Supreme Court, hopefully find out we can maybe save our Constitution. But if you start just blanketly running, oh, this is an emergency, there's no climate emergency. These emergencies are what they created. How did they create the gas and diesel emergency? Number one, they picked a fight with Russia, killed the fertilizer market, killed the energy export market. And it's such a lie because right now, just for the record, so you know, we are importing more oil from Russia than we did before the war started. Or conflict, as they like to say. We were importing over two million barrels a day. Now we're importing four. So when you think there's sanctions on Russia, you're kidding yourself. This whole thing is a big sham. But we are importing more oil from Russia than we were before it even started. They're creating the problems. They are in the United States. They are not only shutting down refining capacity, they're making it almost impossible for production of diesel and distillates and uh, fuel, gasoline, because they're forcing refineries to shut down way ahead of schedule. And they're not giving permits to build new ones. And then they have the audacity to say that the oil companies are the ones causing the problem. That that's just not true. We, as soon as he came in, they instituted these Green New Deal policies. Again, the administration through executive order has been instituting law. And that's not constitutional. It's Congress's job to, do, to enact law, period. It's in the Constitution. They caused the energy to go up. He said in his campaign, people just didn't believe it, I guess. I just went right over their head. He said that they were going to attack oil, that they were going to do this. Now, I personally get alternative energy. I'm all good if it's decent. You know, build solar farms in the middle of the desert. I mean, there's nothing there anyway. I get all that, but have it all done and in place before you yank the rug underneath the American people, because who this really harms the most is the middle class and poor, because the the gas prices, number one, are just costing hundreds of dollars more a month for families, but then the diesel costs are now being passed on, and that's why we have high food prices, 
and why everything else is more expensive. Because a truck, it literally, a truck pretty much takes all goods across the country. So this was created. Wait until you see the food crisis that's coming. You want to talk about creating a crisis. I won't even get into how they're paying farmers not to plant, how they're paying farmers to burn crops, how they cause the fertilizer shortage on purpose, how the railway system saying, oh, we're having labor problems, weren't delivering fertilizer and other essentials to the farmers, and the diesel cost because all the tractors and everything that does farming needs diesel. We haven't planted, it's not even a third, I think less than a third or half of what we're supposed to plant. We are going to have a massive food crisis come this fall by design. Again, create a crisis so we start begging for a solution. This is all part of the Great Reset. Bring us to our knees. We beg for a solution. They go, okay, we could do this, but we have to do these digital IDs and digital money. It's coming. And why you have to have gold and silver outside the system, and I'd get that IRA protected. All of this connects together. It goes right into bail-ins. The bottom line is, you're not protected like you think you are. There is a much, much bigger crisis coming. It's a perfect storm that is being created And then they're going to pass this pandemic treaty by 2024, probably. Now, I've heard, you know, a few of our our senators and a few people say, no way, no way, it ain't happening. And uh, so there is a fight against it, thank God. But if we do not, because I know for a fact, you know, Sloppy Joe would sign it. That treaty would supersede our international or our constitutional rights. And then we would have these technocrats and bureaucrats in Europe these psycho Nazis like Klaus Schwab in charge of us. And then next, they're going to come after your children. They're already doing that, silly me. They're already indoctrinating our children into the sickest of perversions, aren't they? I mean, it's dark. This is sick. We're going down a dark, nasty tunnel. We have got to shed light on it and be serious and be real. I'd be going to cornerstoneassetmetals.com. Get that gold and silver started if you haven't. Pass on the word. This is really important. And I would continue to focus, stay with rigged against you. And we'll continue to bring these details. Keep connecting the dots so you can be properly prepared. Until next time, God bless you. With record money printing, wild fluctuations in the stock market, and our devalued currency, only one easily accessible investment has stood the test of time, and that is precious metals. Precious metals, such as physical silver and gold, are a store of value, provide stability for your portfolio, and are the most widely accepted hedge against inflation and market volatility. Fortunes of incalculable wealth have been built throughout history through ownership of these wonderful metals and smart investors still rely on the dependability of silver and gold to protect and preserve their hard-earned wealth and prosper in times of economic uncertainty. Call Cornerstone Asset Metals today at 888-747-3309 to protect, preserve and prosper with silver and gold. Call 888 747-3309 747-3309 or visit cornerstoneassetmetals.com